1: Giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at Tmobile.com slash now. Pushkin. Hello, hello, Malcolm Gladwell here. I have an important announcement. In this season of Revisionist History, I'm launching a massive frontal assault on the Walt Disney Company's animated blockbuster, The Little Mermaid. I know what you're saying. Malcolm, what are you doing? It's a children's classic. A young mermaid falls in love and finds her voice. No, it's not a classic. It's a cinematic dumpster fire. And we devote no fewer than three episodes to explaining why. We got so carried away that we ended up putting together an all-star team to make our own version of The Little Mermaid, featuring, ready, Deck Shepherd, Britt Marling, Jodie Foster, and Glenn Close. Here's an exclusive preview, starting with our writer and narrator, Britt Marling.
2: We're trying to give the feeling of, of what is possible.
1: And then we'll, you know, I'd like to see whether we can create a, a groundswell public groundswell among nine-year-old girls in this country for a better version of Little Mermaid. A retelling. The real one.
2: Yes! 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 <coughs> yes!
1: So with that, may I present The Little Mermaid 2.0, written and narrated by Britt Marling.
2: Ariel grabs onto a portal window She hoists herself out of the sea, scales the side of the ship toward the deck. The final bars of cannon in D float down from above as Ariel ascends.
1: Do you, Prince Eric, take Ursula to have and to hold in sickness and in health for as long as you both shall live?
2: Ariel throws one leg over the starboard railing. The guests, enraptured by the perfection of the bride and groom, don't even notice her arrival. Eric looks deep into Ursula's eyes, hypnotized. I do. And do you,
1: Ursula, take Prince Eric?
2: Ariel, soaking wet, wreathed in seaweed, red in the face, charges forward, leaps onto the stage, heads right for the couple to be like a charging bull. Mm. The guests gasp at this invasion. (gasps) A scorned woman come to sabotage the wedding, to throw Eric's fiance overboard? Ariel barrels forward, arms outstretched, and just when it seems like Ariel might strike Ursula, Ugh. she collides with her in an embrace full of feeling. The guests' jaws drop.
1: God in heaven.
2: Ursula, shocked, disgusted, lets the mask of perfect bride slip, her true voice laced with bitterness.
0: Ugh. Get
2: Get off me, you fool! Ursula tries to extricate herself from Ariel's arms, but Ariel holds on with a strength of heart impossible to unravel. Ursula! You're strong.
1: Oh my. Ariel? What are you
2: doing? Everyone looks on in shock at this truly bizarre scene. One woman hugging another woman who wriggles, squirms, fights to escape this embrace but cannot break it, and also seems to not really want to. The force of Ariel's kindness gains the power of actual magic, and the shell around Ursula's neck that holds Ariel's voice begins to glow, hum, tug away from Ursula as if possessed and move toward Ariel. Stop! Stop! Stop, I say! But Ariel doesn't stop. By the heat of Ariel's love, Ursula begins to transform back into her original form— her slender limbs morph into thick barnacle-covered tentacles. Her wedding dress bursts at the seams to reveal her sea-slick octopus body. A woman in the audience screams shrilly. Good God! Ugh. Disgusting! What is she? Children cower under their seats. Grown men back away in horror. Eric stumbles and nearly falls over.
0: Oh, oh! I almost married an octopus. Well,
1: does Eric marry the octopus? What will Ariel do with Ursula? And who is the voice of that dashing priest? If you want to find out, go hear all three Little Mermaid episodes in the Revisionist History feed. Available
0: wherever you get your podcasts.